everyone, welcome back again to the Iconist Podcast, where we talk about the most exciting things happening in the news in nerddom. Right now, you know what it is? I'm one of your hosts. This is Barry 3D for Deep, Dark, and Delicious Hay. And on my side, as always, is the one and only who? DJ Rotsy. <laughs> We're here. That's right. We're here, people. We're going to have a good time today. So, you know what? Mm-hmm. And, and before we go on, we're going to introduce my boy, uh, one of my other best friends, uh, back from Montreal, got into all kinds of madness. We share the love together for this character. And also, back in the madness. Yeah, and, and also, also, one of the other guys who's part of A Touch of Grey Comedy, the comedy troupe Ooh. I keep telling you about. Give it up, Touch my boy, the madness, Mr. Thomas Patrice. <laughs> oh, hello, hello, hello. How you doing? Oh, now we're going to be stirring some stuff about the Batman. We're talking about the Batman. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. How you doing, folks? How you doing? Man, we're good. We're good. So let's, we're going to do a quick round table, just some quick shout outs. So mm-hmm. first of all, as I said, one, thank you to the one and only Jason Reese for making this look so pretty. But you know as what? J-Bird Digital Arts. Thank you. Let's if you go. got anything that you need to get done, reach out to J-Bird. The links are at the end of the video. Scan the code. Check out his links. Man does a lot of great work. He's done our template. He's done stuff for uh, a touch of, uh, touch of great comedy. And the mm-hmm. list goes on. More than we can catch up on. That's that's for sure. Um, two, you got to keep your comic book stores alive, right? Support the stores that keep supporting the arts and support the media. So if you need to go and get some books, if you're in Montreal, head up on Check Swings just off of Tashville Boulevard. Or for all my friends in Ontario, please head on over to Kitchener and go to Wow Comics and, wow, and, and wow, tell them wow. that you heard about it on the Iconist podcast. Either at Check Swings, tell Trevor we said hi. And if you're out in Ontario and Kitchener, tell Wes and Ramon we said hi over at Wow Comics. That That is for sure. As we'll I said, you know, my other group there, Madness, that I'm a part of, A Touch of Grey Comedy, that's myself, Barry 3D, Thomas Patrice, Wazolf Ali, and the one who puts it together, Dave Sokolowski, thank you. We got videos dropping all the time. We got over 120 Good. videos and more clips coming. We are the Canadian version of the Plastic Cut Boys. We are the Canadian version of Blue Collar Comedy. If you're not hmm. ready for it, you better hold on because it's coming to you. And as of March 4th, uh, by the time of this video is probably dropping, or no, you just missed it, you missed us yeah. in Jarvis, Ontario. So if you missed it, look for us again. We'll be around there somewhere or anywhere. That's for sure. And last but not least, let's hear it for my buddy, uh, Jimmy English, who does Back to the Balcony. The, he's got the, uh, that's his podcast. He's in the second season, probably coming close to his third. I've done a couple of episodes. And nice. you can definitely check him out. Uh, just look for the microphone on the red background. You'll see him there. If you need to find anything that I've talked about, you go to Barry3D.com, and everything is right there. Right there where can we find you? As usual, you can find me in the wonderful world of the Internet. You can find me in the world of the Instagram. You can find me, if you look for me, under Mr. Rod C. M-R-R-O-D-C. But not that all. You too can find me on the Twitch. <laughs> Twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. I'm ever there. I'm always there. I'm all around. You can find me. Let's have some fun. Listen, by the time this is dropped, that means this is Tuesday. That yes. means tomorrow I play on Wednesday. Listen, yes. Come find me on Wednesday, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Holler through. As I always say, come through. Just say, hey, I saw you. I found you from Iconis. Like, yo, I'll shout you out. Let's have some fun. Listen, as I always say, boys, listen, these, these podcasts is just like, you know, 
fun upon fun upon fun about tonight, today, this afternoon, this morning, whatever in the part of the world that you're listening to. As the man just said, get yourself ready. Hold on tight. Hold on, 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 hold Thomas Patrice. Well, Thomas, where can we find you? Where can the fans find you when they look for you? Well, again, you can always find me with my boys, Touch of Grey. We're not just doing comedy. We're making the world a better place. I just love saying that. Two, you can always find me by now looking for Nigel Stockwell. That's right. Nigel Stockwell. You can find him on Instagram and you can find him on TikTok. I'm coming out with a couple other characters, Black Connery and... I'll be hosting a show about everything that I picked up over the years, like my two lovable statues here, called Tommy's Toys and Trinkets. It's a look through my whole little menagerie of the basement Batcave. Shh. But now, ladies and gentlemen, Mm -hmm. let me first say thank you to Rod C. and to Barry C. for getting me on the show. I've been waiting to get on the show for the longest while. I've been watching episodes. I've been, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about something. But now I'm here. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let me turn it back to Barry and Rod and let these two boys start this beautiful, wonderful show. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry it took you so long to get on, brother, but we got you. We will bring you back. Here it comes Mm -hmm. down. You've seen it in the title. You see mm. what we're wearing for those who are watching mm. the video and for those that are listening, we are talking about the Batman. Now, I know we're going to say which one. We're talking about the Batman, the cartoon, not the movie. That will be at a later date when that comes out. We had a chance to all go and see that somehow. We're March talking 4th. about the Batman cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> just, just, just illegal plug. Illegal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, so, I mean, there's been many Batman cartoons over the years, right, uh, that have been done by many different companies, and they've all stood out one way or the other. But when I was looking around, I didn't see too much talk on the Batman cartoon that ran for five seasons starting in 2004, um, and it, it was well done. And it had a different take on the series overall. You know, in season one, he was going, and I got, I mean, I, I show you how madness it is. If anyone's watching, uh, so this thing had five seasons plus one movie, and your boy <laughs> owns by them chance all. has them all by chance has them all that, that that you know you can't go wrong so pretty much in season one uh batman ran solo season two mm-hmm. he he got he i think he ran solo again um and then of course they yes. brought in uh he did uh, but yeah well he did but but i mean when I say solo, first mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't Batman and Robin, right? So pretty much season one, which I loved, was just Batman. No. Just 100% Batman. Right. And then they started bringing in other characters that you're looking for to join the mythos. And, you know, they brought in Batgirl first. Then it was joined by Robin. And then they right. did episodes where it was almost in the future, where it was a Dark Knight tale. So, you know, Bruce Wayne is older. And Nightwing shows up for an episode. And they and they really put it in really well how they did that. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and then he's fought Dracula. And then the last season... I mean, it was a fifth season, but I'm glad they did it. They gave proper closure. They brought in the Justice League, but it was a brave and a bold kind of feel where each episode, Batman teamed up with one member of the Justice League, starting off with Superman. To the whole point where they form the League, they do one big battle where they all have to team up as a two-parter. The League forms, and that was the end of the series, right? Wow. Yeah. wow. They could have continued in this style as a true Justice League cartoon. Well done. 
like well done you know i hate you've heard it probably if you watch touch of gray that i hate when a show starts and it stops midway through and we don't get proper closure this was a open-ended closure where it was closure as the batman but the possibilities were there if they wanted to pick up and do it more so that that's what i loved about this show um rod let me go over to you first what 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 stood up for you overall in general the show we'll break down some of this stuff after so for me um the art just the the, just the the visualization of it giving you that type of slim look giving you the understanding that this is like you said the first two seasons it was basically the early days yes so we're accustomed to seeing year one they already have a story on year year one year two the batman the cartoon basically kind of starts off on year three so now we're getting a little a little season. He's 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 understanding. He's like, you know what, I know I know how to do a couple of stuff. I know how to swing and not fall into a wall. I know how to show the batarang and make sure that it hit me back in my eye as it come back. He has a couple of couple of seasons of practice. He's getting a little season. Right. And um but the whole idea of the cartoon, I love I love the premise. Like they were not saying they were dark, but they really they really brought in a good, like the storyline was was tight. Like the storyline is tight, and and that's and that's a good thing that you don't see that often. And it definitely shows the proof that proof is in the pudding that they were able to sustain season one, season two, and, and continue from there. So they yes. had something straight from the out of the gates. They yes, did good. They did absolutely, good. absolutely. And and Thomas, what was your take on the the Batman cartoon as a whole? Love the way that they reimagined Bruce Wayne. Because a lot of people don't understand there's a mythos of Bruce Wayne from right. the old Bruce Wayne of the 1940s, 50s, and 60s. Then there's the 1970s Bruce Wayne that we grew up with, the campiness, yeah. uh, looking back on, you know, the old uh, 60s show. But this is a reimagining of Bruce Wayne. As, as Rod said, it's his third year. He knows how to handle himself in most situations. But now he's running into a menagerie of villains that are almost on par. The first reimagining that I loved joker they didn't yes. do the notes of say, put him in uh, put him in the shoes and uh, give him the give him the give him the the, the, the coat tails and uh, give him the, the flop what they did is they took a man who has left reality on a psychological <laughs> level but he's dealing with his own personal demons and you don't really see it until they delve into the character right, right, right. They, they delve into the character and they say okay this is our version of the joker mm-hmm. my man is not wearing shoes no, he doesn't comb his hair. He's not well kept, and this is this is taking a look at a man who's departed reality. Yeah. Secondly, I wasn't a big fan of it, but the car kept in like every other kid. I wanted to drive the car, man. You're right, but right. you can ask my boys. <laughs> kid, yeah, that's true. Every car I have is called a Batmobile, A, B, or C, or D. Okay, yeah. because you know that, right? But I love the car because they said, okay, we're going to give Batman a car that's more in keeping of the times. Last but not least, thank you for updating his suit. This is yes. something a lot of people didn't look at in the other cartoons. They gave a uh, gray suit, gray and black suit. We're going to give him a gray suit with black, but we're going to They didn't tell you about the little gadgets. And in this one, they told you about the gadget. It was a very close look. So the writers, kudos to you. Just so much I could talk about, but I'm, I'm going to turn it back over to my boys. Yeah, first. no, no, it's all good, man. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and you struck us a good point. So as you said, it's like year three. 
he's coming in. So year one, year two, we, we've got that out of the way. And I think we've had enough of the repetitiveness of him yes. as a year one, year two. Yes. Right. I always I... wanted to see him more established in his role, what he's doing. And this one, he's, he's got a little bit of, you know, grease on the gears, so to speak. So he knows. But now he's being introduced to his supervillains in year three, as we want to take it that way. Mm-hmm. And see, so, you're, you know, it's the first appearance of a lot of them to him, you know, and he has to deal with it. So if we break it down, I like the fact that they put it in a sense of Bruce Wayne's a genius. Bottom yeah. line. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, and everyone takes how that genius could be in different ways. So he's not overly dark. It's true, but it, it was aimed at kids, right? But it was dark enough. And and if you go from season one to five, it does get a little bit darker. You, you go down the rabbit hole. I like how the Batcave was done. So first of all, let's go with mm-hmm. the aesthetics of it. Okay. Bruce Wayne Mansion, usually the mansion's very wide uh, and so forth, right? And long, elongated. Yeah. Elongated. This one was more like a tower. It was, you know... And I like that as a Batcave. And I think where it was a missed opportunity is depending on the, the toy figures. And I collected the toy figures from this line. I still have them sealed in packages. I would have pulled them out and packed them away. Yeah. <laughs> Tom is still trying to steal, steal them. I, I, it would have been a nice play set. Mm-hmm. And I always look at it from the big picture like that. Like I would have bought it. I know the Justice League has a Justice League tower when they were doing the Bruce Tim version of it. Um, but this would have been a nice place that as the top as Bruce Wayne, you know, the mansion mm-hmm. and then underneath the back cave, you know what I mean? If they would have figured it out, it could have been almost like a carrying case, so to speak, but well done. I like the fact that they changed the look of the mansion and how it almost looked like a condo building with him and Alfred. I love how the back cave looked and they really said they were going to emphasize on technology. Bruce Wayne being a genius and having Buku Bucks. <laughs> if Tony Stark can make armor that walks around in a suitcase, my man yeah. can call his car off a smartphone. Exactly. We, right. And are we far-fetched from that? You know, no. smartphones today do a lot. And mm-hmm. we got self-driving cars. They've touched on that in different things. Like if you watch the Michael Keaton Batman movie when it right. first came out, that car drove by itself and it was voice activated. Right, a couple of times. So for it to be even more so how it was in the cartoon, I loved it. And I loved that the car looked more like a sports coupe, so it kind of fit in regular day, so to speak. And it was small and compact, not so much the big hulking tank. He needs speed and agility. I was a fan of the car, of the cave. As Thomas put it, the suit, the gadgets. But that was a really big selling point. They wanted to say the original Batman, the animated series, had its own... uh, you know, noir feel to mm-hmm. it. This one, we have to make it different for it to stand out. Well done. Well, well done. That's all I got to say. And just, just touching on that. So, yeah. sorry, mm-hmm. just touching no, on ahead. that. It's the art. I mean, yes. okay. Right. Like, like Barry just said, the Batman series, I have every episode. I love this <laughs> the, the Batman series took a chance and they revamped Batman, right? Mm-hmm. They made it, they made it 1940s film noir. They, 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 they got that in there. But this one took another chance. They went with a Batman that had more of a square jaw. They went with an Alfred that, was, that had more of like a slender figure. They really redefined everything that they redrew as artists in this cartoon. So they, yes. they, 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 they took a leap away from the Batman, but in a way, animated sorry, from the series. Batman cartoon, the animated series, right. but in a way they stuck, they stuck to the truth of what Batman really is because of the art. 
Um, looking at the other aspects of this, okay, finally, they made him a detective. They made him a detective because a lot of people yes. see Batman and think, okay, Cape, he's going to swing somewhere. The car's going to roar. It's going to spit fire. He's going to jump over something. Robin's going to yeah. They didn't make him a detective. They, no. That made series very, very, they, they made him a detective, but there's a lot of things, a lot of key times when they just, you know, they got to the end because this was a TV series, of course, like this one. And you had, to, you only had like half hour, right? But right, right. Yeah, of course. I like this one because they gave you clues and yeah. they left you on a finger. Yes. And they had you thinking. Right now, of course, you're you're an eight year old kid. You're like, I just want to see him blow something up. I don't care what he And that was there too. It was right? something there for it, for everybody. It was everybody. It was everybody because you basically understand that for him, when you when we get we'll get into it later on. But you realize that how young he was. Yes. He wasn't he he wasn't like an older, animated like the Batman from the animated series. You can tell he's clearly in his late thirties. I'll give forties in right. that way. Right. You know what I mean? Even the, the even Batman uh, with Michael Keaton. Well, we know it's Michael Keaton. We see him physically, but you know that's right. an older one. You got the Dark Knight, the Return. So you got an older one. Well, this one, you're clearly saying it's year three. But how young is that? If we're going by the mythos that he went away, came back from training, you know, and basically he started. So he started when he was young. He started in his in his early twenties. So by this time he's he's around twenty five, twenty six. So we're gonna we're gonna realize, okay, you're young, you're you're, you're your, your your body is fine tuned, is well oiled. Your well, you're training your body to still be a better, well oiled machine. But you're good. So coming back to what you were saying, Thomas, about flexibility and run and be able to. So you're seeing the agility of the Batman. You're seeing that. Listen, he can make some stuff. And then going back to the detective aspect of it, yeah, that was perfect because we never, you don't, they don't, they don't emphasize on that enough. They don't emphasize that enough for my liking. No, you're right. And even then, when they talked about it, the artist said that when they were putting together this whole world with Batman, um, they made Bruce Wayne look, they wanted to make him look pretty, but not too pretty. They wanted him to have mm-hmm. a nose of a boxer, of a fighter, right? Mm-hmm. They, so he's got this rugged uh, appeal to him, like Daniel Craig. If you look at Daniel Craig, nice. that James Bond compared to Pierce Bronson, Pierce Bronson mm-hmm. is more prettier. Daniel Craig has got that rugged, good looks as they always put together. And Bruce Wayne has that, you know, plus doesn't matter if you got a hundred, couple of billion dollars, trust me, anyone will find you pretty. <laughs> he's pop- 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 you know, he's missing a leg. Oh, he's pretty. <laughs> but they did that intentionally. So you're right. Mm. He's young. He's spry. He's ready to go. And he's yeah. out there. He's fighting crime. And then he, of course, as you said, Thomas, he's, he's, he's more the detective in this than you would probably see in other series. You, you figure out the clues. They put them there. You see it from different parts. And then they bring in your typical rogues gallery and some who have never shown up in a show, which was great. Give, you know, the Joker was in a lot of the episodes-ish over the five seasons, but it wasn't overdone. It wasn't <laughs> yes. overdone. And I mean, yeah. and then the Joker's his, part of his costume was a straight jacket at one point. <laughs> right. Real tough. You know? That's it, right. It was a straight jacket at one point. He was just out, you know, he's left reality. You know, Catwoman. Yeah, Catwoman. That was well done when they brought her in. Um, What was surprising when they brought in was, for example, Solomon Grundy. I'm like, I'm not saying it's wrong. I was just like, about time we got Mm -hmm. someone different, you know? Than the normal (laughs) world gallery. No, completely. Not, not, Not saying that I have everything. 
<laughs> not as, you he, might have, as, you might, as he pulls the Solomon Grundy figure, you know, but, <laughs> but, you know, these are, you know, you got your penguin and the penguin had his different origin. Um, so, you know, season one establishes who Bruce Wayne is, establishes yeah. who the Batman is. I, I, I like the storylines they had. It's tech. There's one, one other thing I just want to touch on. The Joker. This is something that, I, and look back in the episode, I'm not sure if they still have it in there, but this is something that really, really got me with the Joker. Joker's famous for having his playing cards, but in every every rendition or iteration of the Joker, except for Batman animated series, which came before this, Joker never showed you the playing card with him on it. In no. this one, he shows you the playing card. Yeah. Mm. So being that... Um, <clears throat> Joker shows you the playing card. It, what, what I'm trying to say is that they stuck true to these characters, and they, they made mm-hmm. them whole. They made them well-rounded characters. The, character, the Joker didn't just come on and be zany because he was crazy. There was a reason for it. Like Barry said, Bruce Wayne was young, right? But there's a reason that he he, he made himself what he, what he honed himself to be. And touching on what Rod said, you saw a more faster, a, be, a better, like a, take, sorry, Rod, but for lack of yeah. better words, a more well-oiled weapon. Someone who could go in, get the job done. Completely. Had a few little, you know, mishaps. But Completely. again, this was year three. And he was just coming into his own, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing that I loved about the menagerie of characters, as in the, 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 the bad guys that they brought in, they didn't just say, okay, mm, what do we need now? We need the Riddler, and he's going to riddle something. What they did is they brought in... Riddler. They did what it is. They brought in Catwoman. They made sure Solomon Grundy had a reason for being Solomon Grundy. Yes. Right. And again, this goes back to Batman being a detective. He finds out what makes his opponents tick, mm-hmm. then he finds out the weaknesses of what makes them tick, and he hones in on that. So, hands down, a lot of times this guy was just amazing. Absolutely. And even like the, the okay, so you brought on, you touched on some good points here. So let's go in with like even some of the actors that showed up here. So, for example, mm. the mayor who plays mm. in this series mm. beginning to end, voiced by mm-hmm. the late, you know, rest in peace, Adam West. Mm-hmm. Okay. Batman from the 60s is the mayor. Yes. Come on now. Okay. And, and, and if that doesn't say anything, he went from being the mayor from this to being the mayor on Family Guy. Right. Quinky Dink? Hmm. Don't think so. I think not. I think I not. Think not. You know, as you were saying, they bring in other villains. So they brought in, for example, Bane. Now, Bane was voiced by different people depending on the season. But mm-hmm. at one point, you know, um, he was voiced by Ron Perlman in his second ap- appearance. Like, you know, Hellboy, Sons of Anarchy. R- Ron Perlman is, vo- you know. And then he was also voiced by Clancy Brown. But Clancy Brown also voiced uh, Mr. Freeze. And if those who don't know Clancy Brown, then you have to go back and watch some of our episodes and look for the one called Highlander, where we talked about Highlander the movie. Clancy Brown is the villain. (laughs) You know, Clancy Brown... He has a lot. He has a lot of. He has a lot of voices. Um, voices He was also in a TV show called. um, Oh my gosh! It was about the headless horseman. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. I, I apologize for drawing a blank right now, guys. But he, he's he's one character actor that oh. always hit home with me. He was yeah. very good at touching on, like when he played Kurgan. Oh God, yes. Yeah. You 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 didn't you couldn't tell him from the character, right? No. It was one and the same. Absolutely, and That's this is what it is. So let's look at some of the villains, right? So I mean, we've we've talked about Joker. You brought right. up 
um, you know, uh, the Riddler, Edward Nigma. The yeah. reimagining of all the villains. So mm-hmm. first of all, Edward Nigma. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's slim. Okay, but he's really smart. <laughs> he's really, really <laughs> smart, and yeah. he can hold his own in a fist of cuffs. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm just touching on that. The reason I mentioned the Riddler, mm-hmm. God rest his soul, Frank Gorshin. Yes. He voice. He was a voice also in this TV series. Well, I think what they did is they they reached back, like they they being being Warner Brothers, they reached out to some of the nostalgic um, characters that actually played the the main roles, like in in the old Batman and Robin uh, TV series of the right. '60s. And for me, when I hear the voices, I'm telling you, I can tell you who I can tell you who the Joker is. Right. I, I can tell you. And at one point, I swear, I thought I heard Cesar Romero's voice in there. <laughs> I've, got, I've got to look back. but i got to look it up. Channel the spirit, man. Channel the spirit. But that's what it is. And so I liked when they brought in, okay, so Joker we know, and he was just madness in his own thing. He drove the Bruce Wayne, Batman, Batty. When they mm-hmm. brought in Riddler, and Riddler was trying to determine his secret identity and the breakdown of that. That that was a, a good couple of memorable episodes that he appeared in, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I know there's one where he's on like an oil tanker as his base, and the whole fight breaks out there. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you can't go wrong. I liked how the characters looked. I liked how it wasn't just Batman himself, Bruce Wayne, that relied on technology. It was everybody. It was a very everybody. technically technology advanced world that was created. But it's and, not and- off from what we have now. No, but you got to look at it also. It's like they actually put in their mindset in the sense that if Bruce is having money, whatever the case is, now these are villains. These are super villains. They have fun. They have they have the the capital to basically. I need something technical technology to help me get over Batman to make you yeah. to get you know be better on my next heist. Like you're saying, I'm like just getting a, another glimpse here at the river that the the visual of all these different characters would properly re was made. To just suit the penguin. Oh gosh! Oh, the, the oh, penguin. Come on, come on! Hands down, hands down. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, gotta, I gotta say it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's one of the best. It's one of the let's, best. Let's throw back. Let's throw back to a name you mentioned. I'm gonna just compare them, and I've said this to you guys. Batman is the James Bond of the comic book world. Yes. Batman. Okay. Tony Stark has his gadgets, but mm-hmm. Batman has memorable gadgets. Okay. The yeah. car, the belt. You gotta, oh, yo, you're going to tell me this guy's going to put out a 100-foot rope from his belt? Robin, hold on a second. <laughs> I've got this here. Robin, I'm critical. But what I'm saying is the reason I like this, the cartoon, the 2004 cartoon, they made his suit a very viable technological option that compared with his car, that compared with the Batcave, that compared yeah. his cowl actually had a function this time. Yes, Yes. His cowl had a function. It wasn't just pointed ears. His cowl had the echo ears. He could hear yeah. you. He could see his, like, uh, drop the leg. Think, what yeah. would you need if you're, if you need a suit of armor? Fine. Well, that's it. If what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to have to listen to somebody, whatever the case would be, you know, and have, I got ears. Why can't I just devise something to pick up a sonar? It makes complete sense how Absolutely. they rethought out this whole character, this whole series. They rethought every character properly and, Again, kudos. It's 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 great that we were able to get five seasons. I would love another five. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, they could have done a whole Justice League thing. So look, just to give you and everyone listening and watching an idea of the cast that did the voices, right? Oh. Adam West. Okay. That that's Batman himself, right? Uh, Frank Grosjean, who, who did the Riddler, <laughs> past and present. 
Okay. Uh, Reno Romero, who played Bruce Wayne, the Batman. Okay. Thumbs up. Mark Hamill, for once, did not play the Joker. He played mm-hmm. Tony Zuko, which is very, you know, that's a character right there in the Dick Grayson Robin storyline. That's his, you know, yeah. Joker, so to speak, in kicking yeah. off. Yeah. Right. Tom Kenny as the Penguin. Right. Steve Harris played Ethan Bennett, which was their version of Clayface. So Clayface wasn't an actor in this one. Clayface was Bruce Wayne's best friend. One of the few friends he's had outside of that growing up. They stayed Mm -hmm. friends. You know, he was a uh, cop. And then he got infected by the Joker with Mm -hmm. this gas and mixture because they tried to kill him and made him Clayface, which threw off his psyche. So he was good. He was bad. He tried, you know, uh, Gina Grishin, right? Uh, Grishin. She was on there. Robert Patrick was one of the voices. I mean, you, and if you're not sure who Robert Patrick is, he was a T-1000. He's in Peacemaker right now playing White Dragon, right? Uh, Edward James Olmos. Come on. Yeah. That, no? Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Battlestar Galactica, yeah. you know, the more yeah. recent one, you know, Miami Vice, Blood In, Blood Out. That 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 movie was, wow. His acting but, credits go on and on. The Mayans. There's, 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 a, there's a lot of people guy. on here. Go ahead. There's one guy in there that's yeah. class. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, Roger. No, go ahead. No, no, play no, please. Go on. This guy made me, taught me how to be a tough guy back in the day. Who's that? Jane Remar. James Remar was in a little-known film, the classic, The Warriors. He was the tough guy in The Warriors. <laughs> you can't get a better actor than this. This guy, like, like, you know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about, the tough guy, the tough guy aspect. And the voice he put to Black Mask can't be compared. No. Can't. No. You know, ah, sorry, sorry, Barry. Right, sorry. No, no, no problem, no problem. No, no, no. I mean, look, okay, and you go, there's Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman right. came back, he, he was with Bane, but he played Killer Croc. Right. What I yep. liked about Ron Perlman's Killer Croc is they didn't make him stupid like the animated series. So everyone saw yeah. him in there. Oh, Killer Croc. It's like, what'd you do? It's like, I got Batman. I shot him. Uh, I, I threw him off a cliff. What'd you do? I, I hit him with a rock. It, it, it was funny, but I liked that but, they made him a mercenary. He was still Killer mm-hmm. Croc. He was mutated, but he was from down south and he was a mercenary. And he made a plan to flood Gotham so he can get in there while everything was a, you know, people couldn't get there. He can breathe underwater. So he flooded Gotham, swam into Gotham, and robbed the banks. <laughs> when you think about it, okay. That, that's smart, right? Uh, you know, you got Gray DeLacy, uh, Kevin Michael. Okay, he was playing the Joker. Hold on, let me get the full name here. The, the, Kevin Michael Richardson, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's done a mm-hmm. lot of voice work. Yeah, you know, you might know him from the Simpsons of, uh, like, for example, Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and the list goes on for all the characters he's played over right. the years from Spider-Man, the animated series. Uh, I believe he was in Spawn. It, 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 you know, he's done a lot of work, right? right? And, and, and for many years. So absolutely, you can't beat that lineup right there. And, and, and I like the fact that for once, Mark Hamill didn't play the Joker. It gave it to mm-hmm. someone else. You know, yeah. Chris Hardwick, who does you know, uh, walk, Talking Dead and all those episodes yeah. after, stand-up comedian and he's Shout a huge nerd. Shout out to Chris, fellow nerd. <laughs> right? You you know, the, the and the list goes on. Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I, I, you know? I, you know, <laughs> this, it, the list goes on, you know, uh, Hugo Strange was in there, right? Played by uh, Richard right. Green and yep. Poison Ivy played by Piera Coppola. Right. 
as I said, you can, you know Barbara Gordon by uh, Daniel uh, Judavis. Um, Brandon Roth. Brandon Roth was there yes. as Everywhere Man. Yes. Dave, Fo- Dave Foley was in there. Ming Na uh, Wen. Ming Na Wen, who's also in the uh, Book of Boba Fett. Right. She was in there. She did a couple of episodes. Yeah. Jerry O'Connell. Ellen Yin, yeah. It's, it's the wild thing about this is that you, when you realize the amount of super big stars who are on this show, it's just gravitating. You understand that they realize that, yo, this is a, this is a series that we, they need to at least be part of somehow. And a lot of people took their time and contributed their voice, you know, for any of, for all the characters that we're, we're listing. It's crazy when you, like you say, you sit down and realizing it's not like God bless them that, you know, you had this show that you had more than, you had more than 10 throughout his, his seasons. You had more than 10 well-known superstars, you know, actors oh, yeah. on here. And the way we're keep going and we're, and we're still pulling out people like Phil Lamar, Phil Lamar. Who's we know Come as on. in the, you know, John, John Stewart. Stewart. It's John Stewart, and an animated, yeah. you know, super, you know, in, in that version. But here he is on here again. Yeah, he has to jump all over. They're they're this is a great thing. I mean, Robert in- Ingram in there as well. Uh, you said Ron, but Ron did a second person. He did something as a rumor. He also played a second a second character as well on there. He came back to do another character on there. But I mean, it's. That's what I said. You can't get it. So, you know, like we said, season one to me, it had me. I liked everything about season one. And I was very excited. So, you know, 13 episodes pretty much for each season. Season mm-hmm. one, um, you know, I watch this all the time. I got the DVDs. I'll just throw it in background noise. Gotta love it. And that's what stood out for me for, for, for season one and how it broke down. Uh, his whole crusade, you know, the new look, the direction, everything about that. Season two brings in commissioner gordon season one didn't have commissioner gordon season two brought in commissioner gordon and i like that they kind of teased it because as a fan i'm sitting there going if it's got commissioner gordon barbara gordon's gonna be around (laughs) and you don't really see her because she was away at school until the end and it's Mm -hmm. like oh okay you know uh i I, and 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 you know and they started for so it was season one all about batman season two him working with commissioner gordon dealing mm-hmm. with a lot of these criminals for the first time and some maybe for the second time around and and good looks on all of them and it brings in uh you know commissioner gordon and i like how it kind of worked on that friendship between the two of them and the trust and you right. see it build it gave it time to build so it wasn't like commissioner gordon was already established from moment one no he came in and had to work his way up and you see how the two of them work together it did put in other police officers so it didn't bring in bullock uh, you know, and Montana right away, and Ron and Yen, and, and Bennett instead in this, let's say, universe of the Batman. And then season three hits, and I think it was season three that brought in her as Batgirl. Yes, yes, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then it was one season of her trying to be Batman, and and whole time he's trying to discourage her. Don't do it. Don't get into it. You know, you got too much to lose. You're young. Da da da. And he sees that she was determined. And she keeps going for it. And she keeps trying. And he's like, okay, finally. And then he gives her the rite of passage of giving her own kind of bat belt because she's saved him a couple of times. She's proven herself. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, and, and still interested. But a lot of fans were, you know, at the time, there was a lot of chatter saying, well, why are you bringing in Batgirl? Everyone's like, we want Robin. We want. And mm-hmm. Robin wasn't there. They knew it. And they're like, oh, oh, you want it? All right, we go put this on the shelf, <laughs> you know? 
And they gave us a whole thing oh. with Batgirl. And all the time, I remember watching going, yeah, that should have been Batman and Robin. That should have been Batman and Robin. You know, and at the end, okay, I enjoyed it. Don't take anything away from it. Mm-hmm. And then season three, well, we're bringing in Robin. Or sorry, season... Uh, that no, no, be... season four. Season, season four. four. Season four. Yeah. Season four. It's like we're bringing in but, Robin. <gasps> but there, there was a reason why, though. There was a reason why behind that. Hit me with because it. Because at that time, Teen Titan was on. So there was a basically, basically, uh, as they said, you know, uh, a non-grata saying, like, you can have... You can't have both characters at the same time being shown. So right. Robin's being shown on Teen Titan. So they had to wait to when Teen Titan was done. So when Teen Titan season was finished, mm-hmm. okay, now we have is is cross all the T's. Legal said, yeah, you can let them in now. Okay, cool. That's when Robin <laughs> came in. And, 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 and that that was <laughs> you can go through. <laughs> all right, cool, thank you. And, and that was it. So that's yeah. one of the main reasons why you know we had to miss out, not miss out, but we had to be held. Robin had to be held back, back. a little right. bit longer, and that was that was the main mythos behind that. But also, also one of the reasons I believe that they didn't do that was because you wanted to, the show to have a little bit of longevity. Because if you mm-hmm. brought, brought in Barbara Gordon away, it wouldn't. You know what I mean? It'd be yeah. it's, it's too it's it's not enough closure and segue time for this character, right? So yeah. she has to be developed as that. And Absolutely. for Robin. Like, you know, Robin wasn't technically part of Batman's life until like Batman was well into his career. Yeah. So exactly. I think I think the reason that they, they held these characters Perfect. back, not only as teasers, Barry, trust me, I was there with you. Like, hey, I'm Robin. <laughs> you know, say exactly, exactly, exactly. But the thing that I liked about it was that they, they brought them in at appropriate times. Mm-hmm. Like Commissioner Gordon not being in the first the first season, him more or less coming in the last couple of episodes of the first and or being teased the last couple of episodes of the first season, and then being brought in. I think that's what gives a lot of shows longevity. Like um, the animated series. Yes. Um, when we're not talking about that, but really quickly, the animated series. I like the way that they didn't just thrust it at you. Here's Batman and Robin. The dynamic. You know what I mean? No, no. <laughs> Calm down. Don't get your due. Um, and as for these 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 character actors, these mm-hmm. people, that, when you have a well-rounded show with actors that can actually hold their own yeah. against the lead characters, mm-hmm. you're more than going to have a show that has longevity. Now, Barry, did, you know, find the episodes at first on the shelf that I've been looking at, but I'm not going to hold him hold that against him because you know I know you live, Barry. <laughs> And um, hey. <laughs> try me. Excuse me, folks. It's time for impersonation time. Barry, you don't understand what this is doing to me. I will find you, and I will take what is mine. The people of the show out there on the net want it to be so. You must give me what is rightfully mine, Barry. I had my coupon and everything. to swoop in and took it. This cannot be forgiven. You must be punished. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and scene. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Okay. Uh, right on. So, and, and that's the beauty of it. And you're right. I get, you know, what you're saying, Rod. It makes sense. And, mm-hmm. and we were teased, Thomas. You're right. It makes sense. And they held us back. Yeah. But then they brought in Robin. And then what I liked is I was afraid it was going to get too much. So 
first of all, some minor changes happened. So season one, we got the car. Season two, he's got the car. <gasps> God, no, not the car. Car gets destroyed. Make it a better car. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got to race, you know, find some a guy who's like another criminal who's a racer who's got like tech things and morph things over. So he's got to need a, a, a more hyper engine. He, and you see the, you know, the car there. So he makes the car. Mm-hmm. And the car was more, the new one was more in line of the the Batman movie with Michael Keaton with the long front, the animated series with the long front, uh, you know. And so it, it took on more of that to fit in with the Bat mythos that has already been established. I still liked it. I, I still always have an affinity for the first one because I like that little bit of a change. But they brought in that car. And then that car had extra seats. And you're like, huh, okay. You know, and then, of course, why. Batgirl would ride with him sometimes. And then, of mm-hmm. course, season four hits and then Robin's in there. So and then they put in and that episode where they bring in Robin and Batgirl, they yeah. were almost like siblings. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. yeah. they they, yes. they were fighting like brother and sister. And you know, he got more Batman-ish. So what I mean is season one, he would jump around a lot more, he would talk a lot more. Season two, a little bit less. By season three, when he gets a sidekick, you know, it was more what we were used to now where he just shows up, he stands, you see the cape. Batman, what are we gonna do? And he just takes off, and it's like okay. And he got in, he started getting to that persona where he didn't talk as much, you know, right. or very little. So there's a scene where it's him, Batgirl, Robin. They're in the car. Robin and Batgirl are arguing, you know, and he's just driving the car, and Robin's going off. It's like yeah, man. It's like I, I, I live with I live with Batman. And he's like what? He lives with you because at this point, Barbara she, Gordon doesn't know Batman no, is yeah. Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah. She, she helps out, but she doesn't know. And then right. Robin's kind of. Punching, pushing her with that, right? You know, kind of poking the bear is kind of like, well, yeah, we train together. Oh, yeah, we we work out together. Oh, yeah, we we live in the same place, and 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 you know, it's like, what? You you like, you never told me your secret identity, and I've been your partner for pretty much a, a season, a year longer than this guy, and he knows your secret identity. And Batman's already made his Bruce Wayne's already made his decision. Get in the car, starts driving, driving, <laughs> driving. Robin's like. Hey, I know something you don't know. Now, keep in mind, he tried to call shotgun. Batgirl put him in the back seat, so he's a little bit bitter. So he's still poking the bear. And it's like, wait a minute, Batman, what are you doing? Where are you going? Because Robin now recognizes where he's going. Where he's going. He's going down the path into the Batcave. And he didn't blindfold Batgirl. He didn't drug her. He didn't do nothing. And she's like, where are we going? And he just stops. And he gets out the car. And he's like, what are you doing? And he walks over to the back computer, sits, he stands up, takes off the cowl, and just mm-hmm. sits down and goes about his <laughs> business. And she's like, you're Bruce Wayne? He's like, Batman, uh, our identities, that makes your dick Grayson. And he's like, oh. He's like, how can you tell her identities? I, that's not right. Bruce, and what did he Bruce say? Wayne. What did he say? Bruce, Bruce turns around and he's like, yeah, she's like gloating. And she's like, ha ha, I know you're Dick Grayson. He goes, Dick Grayson, Barbara Gordon, Barbara Gordon, Dick Grayson. What? You knew my identity, and he goes back to work. <laughs> it was kind of like, <laughs> shut up, stop your noise. See, see, this is the thing I love about Batman. This is the thing that I've always loved about the character. <laughs> Not like every other superhero who has an idea. Even Superman. Okay, right. let's cut to another of my favorite. I love the Justice League. Okay, Justice League. The yeah. hawk from the hawk world are attacking earth they are chasing the superheroes from the justice league what do they need to do go underground incognito they go underground incognito in their costumes and here is the flash barry allen going uh well you know uh, i don't want to take off my mask because you'll know who i am and and then we'll know who you are batman and then we'll know and batman goes fine wally west 
Dana Prince, Dana Prince, Clark. He names them all, and he goes, Bruce Wayne. Just the look on their faces going, you mean you knew this all the time? How yeah. do you know? You, the glasses weren't folding when I took them off and put them on? No, Clark. I had my all. hair up in a ponytail. <laughs> he knew Dana. everybody's you know, you know what I mean? So this is the thing that I love about Batman. Now, this is another mm-hmm. thing, another aspect right. that I love about the character. Again, he's the, he's the detective. In the vein of Sherlock Holmes, he doesn't get who you are by seeing you pull off your mask or catch you on a camera. You have idiosyncrasies. You do things all the time. All the time. Yep. Sherlock Holmes once found out who Moriarty was, and I'm not talking about the recent Sherlock Holmes. I'm not talking about. Uh, I'm not talking about uh, Robert Downey Jr. I'm talking about uh, Sir Basil Rathbone. Yes, I am that old. I used to watch those every Saturday morning. Anyways, so those episodes, th- that th- those movies, they make you see a true detective and what he can do. Yeah, now right. let's go back to Batman. Batman is not just a true detective. Batman is the guy you must fear the most because when Superman could have gotten out of hand, the Justice League sat around and did this. We're going to get to talk to Superman if he gets out of hand. When I nominate, Batman goes, I'll do it. <laughs> More like, I already have a plan. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So You got a plan to take down Superman? I got a plan to take down all of you. Well, who has a, how do we stop you? You. <laughs> This is why Justice League. And that's scary because there's a whole story called the Tower of Babel, where they realize yes. that Batman has plans to take down everybody and it gets turned against them by a villain. So when it finally gets the storyline gets resolved, they all look at Bruce Wayne and Batman and say, okay, well, you know how to stop all of us, but how do we stop you? He goes, that's why there's a Justice League. If I go to the dark side, all of you have to stop me. Keep in mind, he's a guy with no powers, but you all... so. The whole Justice League has a team up to stop Superman. I mean, uh, to stop Batman. Scary. That's, that's the scary. That's the scary thing. When you realize that a man without powers, his just mental capacity can outsmart every one of you. And it's not saying there's one person there that he's like, not yeah. about you. No, no. He has no fear, mental fear about none of you. That's when you all should be like, uh, we should worry okay. and work hard to make sure he stays on the good side. Stay on the light, Bruce. That's it. They just say, okay, look, look. In the movie Justice League, right? Or, okay, Batman versus Superman. Batman, he was angry. He was an angry man. What if he's here? One person who can burn down the entire world. The Batman you see in the comic books is not that angry man. He's cold, calculating, and he's waiting for you to make a mistake. Again, idiosyncrasies. How do you beat Superman? I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm a multi-billionaire. I'm going to develop a kryptonite. How do you beat Dana Prince? I'm going to locate Danascara. How do you beat the Green Lantern? Take his ring. Nobody thinks of these things except for Batman. How do you defeat John Jones? He's afraid of fire. Like, you know you know what I mean? So, right. again, going back to the 2004 cartoon that we're talking yeah, about. Right. Yeah. We see that he is becoming the Batman that we all know and love for the yes. certain aspects, the car, Boy Wonder, Batgirl, the Batcave, the things. But he's becoming this. And this is another thing I want to touch on. This mm. cartoon didn't just say um, he's Bruce Wayne, he's a multi-billionaire, he's a playboy, he's handsome, da 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 It said he's Bruce Wayne. He's lost his parents. His world has changed. Yeah. He's going to change the world to fit the parameters that he needs. Yep. Again, it wasn't so dark that it was like little kids midnight. 
I don't want my sister no my daddy the man crazy. <laughs> it was it was dark in the sense that he knew what he had to do to level himself up to the uh, the, the characters he had to fight. Solomon Grundy, yeah, the Joker, Catwoman, all these, even Zuko, right? He leveled himself up, and I like the fact that. The, a lot of people don't understand when you write something, when you take time to write something, you don't just write the things that you're going to be seeing presented to the camera. You're writing things that you're going to be seeing presented that actually enhances the character and makes him a full character and a full part of the puzzle you're creating as a show. This show was masterful. I know I'm, I know I'm saying, you know, people give you out there going, masterful? What were you smoking? <laughs> this show was, it was one of the best shows I've seen. Absolutely. Uh, I get you, man, because I said, like, you know, it brought that whole that whole scene where he reveals his identity of Barbara, you know, turns around and tells, you know, Dick Grayson that, you know, Batgirl is Barbara Gordon. And she's like, you knew? He's like, I knew all the time. You know, I, I wouldn't have let you come along if I didn't know. And she had no idea about his secret identity up to that moment. And then they started working more as a team. And he looked at it and it's like, we lost because we weren't, you know, as a team. Meet me at the Batcave. We're working together. And, and had them working and training all the time. Right you know, right. to work more as a threesome, you know, they're fighting crime. Then we get in, and that's season four. And then, you know, it, it, the fun part about season four was Robin. He was a little bit more lighthearted while Bruce Wayne was getting darker as Batman. And then it, it, it was a smart way how they did. There's like two episodes that stand out to me that I really liked uh, from that season. I mean, there's multiple episodes, but one was where, um, you know, uh, uh, Dick Grayson's playing a video game. And he's using the back computer to play his video game. And then mm -hmm. the Joker puts his consciousness into this video game. And then he right. has to fight that person. So he's got his, so Dick Grayson has his avatar and his avatar is Nightwing. You know, he, he turns around and he named him at that point Nightwing. It's in the traditional Nightwing costume. And I'm like, wow. So we are not, we're not going to get Nightwing, obviously, with how the series is going. It's not going to jump to the future where he's going to leave because Dick Grayson's too young. But it shows you where the idea of Nightwing comes in and how he thought it was cool. He gave himself a different look, gave himself a different name. He made that his avatar, and that was a nice way to introduce Nightwing into that storyline that one time. Yeah. You know, So that was one episode. And then another episode takes place in the future. Batman's gone. Right, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and, and it's, you have some archaeologists going through the ruins of Wayne Manor. At this point in the future, they knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman. They get in, they find the Batcave. They're like, oh my gosh. Of course, Mr. Freeze comes back to life. He never dies. So he's right. out there terrorizing yeah. the town again. And they're saying, well, there's got to be a way. Bruce Wayne would have left something here for us to deal with this because he knows, right. you know, that he's not going to be around forever, obviously. So, I mean, this is, like I said, way in the future. And they search the Batcave and it kind of does a last case file. So you see, you know, Bruce Wayne older and he looks thicker and bigger. He's a little bit more slower, just like how Frank Miller drew him in, you know, the dark Knight returns. Mm -hmm. They do show a grown up Robin in the Nightwing costume, right? Batgirl is older. And throughout the whole last mission fighting, Mr. Freeze, you know, they, they're freaking, okay, well, the memory banks are gone. This is gone. <laughs> he's got his, he's got his other Batman figure. Good on you. And oh, oh sorry. <laughs> it's all good. And, and, you know, one of the archaeologists turns around and they're getting frustrated. They go and they punch the wall. And when they punch the wall, they're like, ow! And they look at their hand and all they saw was an imprint of one and zero somewhat. And then they look at the frame, the metal frame mm -hmm. of the Batcave. And they realize, like, oh, 
he knew that if you put anything on a floppy disk, a USB drive, it would degrade over time. He got these, you know, titanium metal girders that were all around the Batcave. And he put a code, a binary code, one and zero, all over them. So yep. when they scanned it in the future, they made the tech to, to defeat Mr. Freeze at that time. Like, that's how far thinking he was. Is like, well, when I go, all my villains will probably die of old age. But the only way to preserve it is put it in these frames that won't rust, that won't do anything. And I'm going to just make sure it etch ones and zero, binary code, all over the Batcave. So when someone finds it, if they scan it all in the future... Mm-hmm. I'll have the roadmap how to defeat him and have an AI. They they generated an AI of Batman. And that's how and that whole episode was hitting on a well, whole lot of strings. That, that touches on a, on a comic book that um I have to get back called Digital Justice. Yes. It it's Batman as he gets older, right? Yeah. He Gordon passes away. Most of the people that he knows are gone. Batman become a recluse. Right, he's become eccentric. Never leaves the back game. Never leaves. He grows old, gets a long beard, and everything. But then he writes a code. Yeah. He reimagines the Batmobile, the Batplane, the Batcave, Wayne Manor, the old suit that he has. Puts it into a box, gives it to, uh, or, or postmarks it for a date, and sends it to. Who else? Commissioner Gordon's son, who's a fanatic, who stays in shape. This is the days of Batman when his daddy's telling him, but let's go back into the book, Digital Justice. It was the first yeah. time that art was was made through a computer, computer renderings. Everything was computer generated. This is one of the better books. And if you're looking for it, you can find it a lot of the places that Barry's mentioned. Um, but Digital Justice shows that Batman was not just a strategist for the moment or for the opponents he was fighting. He was a strategist for the long haul. He was going to make sure that everything he did was backed up and then backed up by the backup, which was in the backup of the backup, which was in the backup of the backup and the backup, which was redundant of the backup. Yes. He thought that far ahead. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Absolutely. And and this this character, I just want to say this character overall stood the test of time. Batman, the, the the suits, okay. These are some of the look. This is almost close to the original suit, okay. I'll, That's right. I'll just show you. the original suit, okay. Stood the test of time. Yeah, I'm a grown man. I have dolls. Anyways, <laughs> here's the thing. Batman's not just a character that is rehashed and redone and reworked. He's a character that is workable for any generation because any generation can look at this character and get into him. He's not just visually stunning, he's metaphorically stunning, he's mentally stunning, because Batman is a character that's well-rounded. Again, just pulling it back, going back to the 2004 cartoon, these guys took their time to reimagine all of the characters that make Batman and the Batman mythos what it is. Absolutely. Uh, um, There's one episode where I think he confronts Commissioner Gordon um, about why he does what he does. Anyways, I can't re- rightly remember because, right. unfortunately, like I said, someone teethed, stole, procured all the videos that I wish to have. I'm not holding to get you Barry at all. Anyways, there's an episode where Commissioner Gordon kind of kind of just wants to get into his mind, his psyche. Why do you do what you do? He doesn't really answer him, but as as the audience, uh, no, we're, we're the fourth, we're behind the fourth wall. We know who he is and why he does. 
this these are the things in the story that made it compelling because you you wanted to answer for him like this is because you know he wants justice he wants to have a chance to save his parents he wants to have a chance to make this world a better place he wants to have a chance but again this was a very well done cartoon very well rounded absolutely big time you know and and then it brings us to season five and oh. season five was it's Hail Mary. That that was, the, the, it could have been a transition, just how they did the animated series and then Superman the animated series. And then they jumped into Justice League and the Justice League Unlimited. They could have done that. They could have done at least three seasons of the Justice League with these characters. And just to show you, I mean, in season five, 13 episodes, and they break down as a two-parter, and it had to be the very first one, Batman and Superman, right? Yeah. And they introduced Superman. They introduced Lois Lane. You see where they have to fight against each other because Superman is possessed, and then they work together, and oh, it's on. Can't, couldn't go wrong there. And then the next episode, Batman teams up with Green Arrow. Let's be real. Green Arrow is a wannabe Batman, and they showed it really well in this episode. Like, Green Arrow's got his skill, and I know a lot of people watch Arrow, and if you know the two of Batman's mythos and Green Arrow, yeah. So, you know, Batman had the Batmobile, Green Arrow had the Arrow, Arrow car. Batman got a sidekick. Green Arrow got a sidekick called Speedy. You know, um, Batman has the Batcave. You know, Green Arrow had the Arrow Cave. Now, I know someone turned around and it's like, I, I'm not sure if it was in this cartoon or another show. And it's like, Arrow Cave? How come you don't call it the Quiver? And they're like, that would have been a better idea. Yeah. Better idea. yeah. Uh, that was uh, Harley Quinn. It was Harley Quinn and yeah. she caught by, by Green Arrow. Yes. And Green Arrow, just sitting there. She goes, that was it. Arrow Cave? I can't call it a quiver. You got a lot of arrows in the quiver, you know, like things be hidden in the quiver. And he goes, I, what? Make Shut sense. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? And Oliver Queen has that, has a Bruce Wayne money and similar aspects. So I can see why they're very similar, but he, he's up there. Right, and mm-hmm. so that was who came in, you know, that episode. Um, and then they brought in uh, uh, Firefly. Uh, but hold on, Batman episode. That was a pure Batman episode. And then they brought in the Flash because they brought mm-hmm. in the Mirror Master. You know, um, mm-hmm. then they brought in the you know Ma- uh, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan yeah. Green Lantern. Let me clarify that. You know, they brought in uh, Hawkman. Yeah, thank you, thank you. The, the classic Hawkman, right? Um, you know, and then they had episodes called you know the end of Batman, and then it came to. Um, the last two parts of that you know, series, right? So it was a two-parter, um, you know, it, it called Le- uh, Lost Heroes Part 1 and Part 2. Those are the last two. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. was the forming of the Justice League. Oh, Even Justice. though they didn't have the name, they went through how to fight this alien invasion. Uh, okay, I'm cool with that. Uh, almost like what the Avengers did. They worked right. together. You see them all together. You saw how they lost their powers, how Batman brought them all to the Batcave. Um, they worked it out, went back out there, fought one. Of course, that's what heroes do. Then at the end, it's like, we should stick together. And it was Batman that came up with the idea, who was usually a loner, saying, mm-hmm. we should stick together to fight global threats going forward. I think this is a good idea. And of course, Robin's there, you know, Batgirl's there because they helped out. Um, none of the other heroes have their sidekicks or significant others at this point. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, I have a place we can go. He goes, I've... Uh, made a place that we can all meet and they made the justice league headquarters now yeah. what they did is they took aspects of it so this justice league headquarters was in orbit around the earth part of it seemed to be built on a meteorite or a piece of rock 
but it had the old school look of this mm-hmm. Justice League headquarters, the Hall of Justice from Super Friends. Yeah. So it wasn't the tower. So it was like almost like it came from Earth, but they, they made it out in outer space. And that's where it was. And that's how the series ends off with Robin and Batgirl looking out the window, the other heroes in the background. And that would have been, that could have been that world. They could have done two things with that. They could have done Teen Titans from that series with Mm. Robin as a focal point. Because now Mm -hmm. Robin's been exposed to all of this. He's still a teenager. And we know Speedy will have his uh, coming as a a sidekick. Kid Mm -hmm. Flash would come in as a sidekick. You know, um, the only person that wasn't introduced in this, but could have been done if they did a Justice League series, then introduce Wonder Woman into that. And they could have brought in um, uh, Wonder Girl. Girl. And you could have had a Justice League series going simultaneously with a Teen Titans operating out of the same thing and then have a a three way crossover for a big fight to, you know, to end off those series or even if they did that one season. But that that that. Mm -hmm. It has legs. Did you guys, did you guys hear? I don't want. I don't want to go too far. We should only right. get into this. But did you guys hear that they're making a uh, a Wonder Twins spinoff? Are you serious? Yeah. I know they had well, their own comic. Another episode. Another episode. Sorry, folks. It's no, no, no. It's all episode. good. It's all good. Uh, right? They've had their. They've had. They've had. They've touched in like they, their own series in DC. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they put them on CW because I, I, you know, I probably would have gone more with that than Naomi. But that you, you yeah. hit it. You yeah. hit it. Yeah, on the head. Okay. okay, okay, that makes sense. Good to know. Good to know. All right, you know, I, I'm looking at what CW is doing with Superman, but you know, staying on Batman. This is why we wanted to do this episode on Batman. This is on the Batman the cartoon, the 2004 one. It's you know, right now people have been home for a long time. You've watched all the stuff that's streaming. You want to find something that's interesting, easy watch, fun watch. Then, as I said, invest in the Batman cartoon, five seasons, 13 episodes each, 22 minutes, and then have some fun with this other one over here, uh, Batman versus Dracula. Dracula, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me and, tell you. Yeah, and this falls in between. So Robin's not in this yet. Batgirl's not in this yet. So you could say this is like, you know, at the end of season two. Um, yeah. And that's where it fit in. So it's like season one, season two, Batman versus Dracula. And then let's go forward with uh, the rest of it well done well 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 done you know as a one-off movie uh, okay just amazing I, I, sorry i know i keep saying this no go, go but he doesn't when batman first encounters dracula he doesn't understand why things are happening the way they're happening it's not like it's not like the inoculus yeah. inoculus um uh compound that joker works with Right. People are actually getting sick and coming near to the verge of death, and people are disappearing out of mm-hmm. Gotham. Mm-hmm. So the Batman has a theory. Somebody is either mimicking something, of, somewhat of the Joker, or they're 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 doing th- something. They're taking these people somewhere. Right. He's realized that uh, I want to suck your blood is in town, and he's doing just that. <laughs> he's turning people into bat into sorry vampire zombies. Yes, and now he's going after a man he thinks has been mimicking him, using his trademark out disappearance right. smoking. Something that this is my brand. This exactly. is my brand. Exactly. You know what I mean? And the fight scene between the both of them. Oh my gosh! All I'm gonna say is they they these guys whoever like the, the writers I know a couple of the writers by name but whoever like put this whole thing together and writing that yeah 
the animators, oh my god, okay, forget, okay, the animators, I'm not going to talk about the animators, the animators were incredible, okay? They were just hands-on, hands-on, hands-down, and amazing. But the written aspect of these stories, mm-hmm. you have to get to the psyche of the man himself, you also have to get into the psyche of Dracula, you have to get into the psyche of what, what kind of fear would be coming over the city of Gotham, you have to get into right. the psyche of what was happening with the police mm-hmm. in Gotham, like how they're looking at this guy going, you know what? I think he's going on deep end. I think he's sucking people's blood. I think he's got things killing him. Which kind of goes into what, how they think about Batman, right? Because they, they, they don't know much about him. So Exactly. Exactly. It's the mystery. The of mystery. Absolutely. You know? And, and, I, and the beauty about this series is, is that, you know, it, it brought in, as I said, a lot of the classic villains. It brought in Man Bat, yeah. which I've always liked when Man Bat comes wow. in. He's, he's on my shirt here. Batman versus mm-hmm. Man Bat off of one of the covers done by Neil Adams. Um, this this has a, a lot of legs. So, all I guess say is uh, we're coming up to the end of this episode, and final thought on this is get get the collection. Just just go out and yes. get the collection. Don't you know it's probably maybe cheaper to find now, or you can stream it for sure. There's sites that have it for streaming. Everyone's more into that, you know. And um, don't go don't don't go shopping with Barry because Barry will steal the episodes out from under you. I, I, I'm not angry. I'm not holding on nothing. Snooze, you lose, man. I'm quick because <laughs> you're yeah. tiny, and skinny. You know, as I said, give yourselves, uh, you know, the anniversaries are coming up for Batman every year. Uh, you know, watch watch a couple of episodes and yeah. the character translates. So, I mean, one, the Batman, I put it high as a Batman thing to enjoy and watch. Um, and then for, you know, our older fans who, who you know, when the kids go to bed, pull, pull out the Arkham series, pull out the Xbox, pull out the, the PS5, you know, and the Arkham series and play the Arkham games with Batman. And it still, you know, kind of ties in one with the other. It's it's a nice introduction, mm-hmm. but that is it. Rod, what's your final thoughts on all this, man? Listen, um, listen, we've we've covered a lot of a lot of great book grounds on this. All I have to say is that if you ain't know about Batman twenty two thousand and four, you learn today. You learn today. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You going you learn. Not you're going to. You already done learn today. This this character is well rounded. Um, The anime, like I said, like like Thomas was saying, I was saying this this is like top notch. Uh, Even as a segue, and we we can mention that if you remember the Jackie Chan um, animated show, it's the the Jackie Chan Adventures. Yes, Jackie Adventures. This is the same animation team that did that. So basically, you can see the pair off on the style. And the look and everything like so. If you're like, if you like that type, that visual look, you will love mm-hmm. the Batman. The again, the storyline, how Batman is the persona. They 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 dove in well deep and well wide to give you a good, not just a one sided, not a two sided character. They gave him a good three, four dimensional, so you can understand the psyche of how everybody is and why they're acting like that. Again, let me start off with Joker. Like, you really got to be out of your mind to be in that particular... We already know this yep. is the clown prince yep. of crime. And yep. we already know that Joker is supposed to be a little... <laughs> already. He's left they basically reality. said He left reality. Exactly. He left his jacket at the core and he walked out the street. That's 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 him in a cold winter night. That's Jokey. That's Jokey. So... They basically dug well. And I, and I love what we've, what, we've, what, we've, what we've seen, what we've heard. And I'm hopefully that you guys got something out of all this. I hope that when you guys are listening, you're gonna sit back and relax, and like give us the golf clap. 
Touche. Very good. Very good. That was very, that was very nice. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well, well done. done sir. Well done. You know, even Alfred and the and the intro music oh. theme song. Well done, the sir. Bad man. Didn't tell you. You know, wow, wow. Right. Tom, wrapping it up, what's your final thoughts on this series, man? My final thoughts on this series, it was uh, stupendous. It was a big, uh, it was a big success to me because, again, I went from watching the animated series to mm-hmm. the Batman series. Now, there were a couple of years in between, but it's like they just took up where that they, they where Batman left off, where the animated series left off, and they made the Batman. And they showed you a character, as I said, it was well-rounded. They gave us his mythos, his look at who he was. And a lot of times, a lot of times, this series, I say, hands down, hit it right on the head. They showed you a Batman that was developing, that was growing, evolving. They showed you a Batgirl that was coming into her own. They showed you uh, Dick Grayson as a younger kid who finally understood temperament, right? Yep. And they, again, like, like Barry mentioned, became the lighter part of this series. Uh, Alfred Pennyworth. Unfortunately, we didn't. Get, I didn't get a. We didn't get a chance to talk about him. But Alfred Pennyworth, he was a well-rounded character. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was Batman's crutch. He was Batman's center point when Batman needed sanity. That, mm-hmm. like, like again, throughout all the TV series and iterations of Alfred, again, well-rounded. Last thing I want to say on this: mm-hmm. go get the series, like Barry said. Hmm. Show it to your kids. Introduce your kids to. The Batman, 2004, made September 11th. First episodes came out September 13th of that year. But go get the Batman, right? Um, <laughs> support, support your local comic book stores. They need your support, okay? Um, you can go online and get some of these, some of these things, uh, mm-hmm. figurines, whatnot. Uh, but yeah, Batman's one of the better characters to get into because he's. Yeah, he's he's the go-to workhorse of DC. Yeah, but again, just an incredible character. Just yep. an incredible character. So many great storylines. Um, so, yeah. and thanks for that, man. Um, you know, for myself, as I said, I would love not a reboot, not a reboot. Mm-hmm. I would love them to come back to do like um, you know, what they did before. I, I would say I would love to see them do their version of the Justice League. Bring back the original uh, animators. You know, the the whole studio. Let them c- continue from where they left off. Do a Justice League. Do a um, uh, Teen Titans, that would have been interesting to see, you know, and, and and I would even go if they had to do one more storyline, maybe a movie kind of thing in this style. I would yep. love to see them do um, Hush, mm. their version of Hush. Oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. yeah, because we know the best friend is Bennett, so then it has to be someone else. But I would love them yeah, in yeah, this yeah, style yeah, yeah. to see Hush come in, and and that would have been a cool two part movie from this studio. So that's. That's something I always hoped are um, when it comes to the toy figures and so forth. That same studio, I know, sorry, the same company that made all the toy figures originally. Mm-hmm. I, I know they got Hasbro, Hasbro Plus. They got all these other Plus companies that you can do their online stuff. I would love to see a playset of Wayne Manor with the Batcave underneath or the Batmobile, both versions, the, the classic one and the, uh, you know, from uh, series one and two, and then the one you got later on in a series. I would love to see that uh, for those figures you know, all into one. I always like a good play set with the figure. So that's me. I know it's expensive. This is why I said you got to do it as a mail away kind of thing. Take my money like they did, you know, where you did the uh, Snake Mountain and He-Man uh, uh, Castle, Graysaw. So, He-Man. I've got the power. On that note, thank you all for tuning in. Um, you know, so on behalf of myself, Barry3D, 
DJ Rod C, our homeboy mm. Thomas Patrice. This has been the Iconist Podcast. And as I said, this whole world was started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and imagination. Keep on dreaming. Right. Let's do it. Don't forget to share, like, and just share. Let everybody yeah. subscribe. Share, like, and subscribe. Share, like. Let's do it. Let's do it. Mel. Smoke bomb.